When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Castadillo took a strike. And now he is one down to the right field corner. That'll score Rosario. Castadillo now is four for five on the year. I, I was amazed he took a strike, squared the bunt, and then took the strike, and then got the RBI single to right field. To the right field corner. Merrifield can't make the play. Buxton will score, and the Twins take the lead. Weekly hit over the bag. Austin to the bag. And the Twins win a pair in Kansas City. All right, we, the Twins win. They're 4-1 on the season, and uh, they're headed out on an East Coast National League swing here. Bryce Harper in their, in their sights. And I definitely want to circle back at some point on this Byron Buxton crashing into walls thing. Yes. But during the break, Judd said, you got to ask Rami about how his gal <laughs> is accusing me, you, Judd, <laughs> of being a bad influence on him. And, <laughs> I just need to know more about this. Okay, so I, I I get migraines from time to time. And the last, I don't know, week or so, I've been getting these little pop-up headaches. You know what I mean? Like most nights, I'm, I'm going home and I'm getting a headache at some point. And last night I had one. And one of the things that can trigger these headaches is either too much or not enough caffeine. And Wait, so, what? Yeah. So you just need the perfect amount it's, of caffeine. It's a and weird you'll be thing, fine. but it's not unique. Like a lot of people who have migraines, chronic migraines, and a, a caffeine problem, like they 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 coincide with each other. They're okay. hand in hand. Um, so last night I got a little bit of a headache, and my girlfriend goes, "You're drinking too much coffee." And I go, "What? How do you know that?" She goes, "Because I watched the stream." Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Twitch stream, and you always have that coffee cup in your hand, which she's she's right, I do. And then she said, I think Judd's a bad influence on you. Because Judd drinks a lot of coffee, and you didn't drink this much coffee until you started hanging around Judd. How about that? I'm already getting blamed for things. <laughs> what have it. I ever done? I love it. And no. that stream, that stream, like, we, like, all of us have significant others now. We can't do anything on this stream that they won't see. And 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 cool. bust us out on. I, this Speak is for something, yourself, guys. This is something I had yeah. not considered. As Jonathan's over there smoking a pack My, of cigarettes. Uh, <laughs> hey, in, in tube socks only. My gal has no idea what Twitch is, and we'll keep it that way. So actually, Peak Peak Judd would have had several Diet Cokes in and around the coffees as well, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you've gotten rid of the Diet Cokes in your repertoire, right? It's just coffee now. 
Yeah, and I, I don't think I've had Diet Cokes in the studio for a few years, but yeah, okay. it's just caught. But I love how I get blown. I love how how <laughs> Rami basically comes on to the show and declares, I'm a coffee holic. I drink a ton of coffee. And, and then intake, I'm blamed. I'm not blaming for you, you, but my intake definitely did go up By the when way, I started this job, for sure. Quick coffee aside. Mm hmm. Can we discuss the fact that there are people in this building who are trying to kill us? Who are trying to actively and I do I do buy that that is part of your problem. Phil. No, for sure. I'm not joking you. There has been this is not once, not twice. There have been several times where the coffee is almost gone. And so I go to brew more or Rami does. Mm -hmm. And no joke, there are two or three packs of grounds in the coffee, in, in the filter. In the filter so, basket. So I've never made coffee before. Right. Because I don't drink coffee. Right. And I don't, I, if you would have said that to me without like a lead in, I would have had no idea. It's real, it's real simple. So we have these packets next to the coffee machine. You open one packet, put a filter in the filter pot, in the filter bucket, pour the packet into the filter, push it in, hit brew. One packet, one pot. Super simple. Somebody is making coffee for horses in this building. Yes. And, and putting like three, four yes. packets into, yes. into one pot. And I kid you not, for like two weeks, I couldn't figure out what was happening. I swear to you, I was getting these, I was getting these episodes and flashes where I would like break out into sweats and like feel nauseous and, and get, there were a couple times on this show and on, on the uh, twins show where I was hosting with Wetmore where I was like, I'm going to have to get up and walk out of here and go throw up. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. Like, I thought there was something seriously wrong with me. And I told my mom how I was feeling. And she was like, are you drinking more coffee than you normally do? And I was like, well, no, not much. And then I thought about it and I, I flashed back to these, super pots of coffee that somebody is brewing and i was like that's it that's it that's yes. what's killing me so now before i even pour a cup i check the filter and make sure that it's a normal pot of coffee someone made and if it's one of these horse strength pots of coffee i'll just make a fresh pot with regular strength but so okay again like dumb i, I just did some googling here just for fun yeah. how many cups of coffee do you guys drink in a day for me it's well, before I started working here, it was four to five. Now I'm up like five, six. Yeah, I'm probably six to eight max. Which means it's ten for both of you. <laughs> Very possibly. Very okay. possibly. Probably I just, like I, eight. I, just went, I found an article on healthline.com. It says yeah. how much caffeine is in a cup of coffee and then how much coffee should you drink in a day. And it says as a general rule, you can assume that an average eight-ounce cup of coffee contains about 100 milligrams of caffeine. Unless it's horse-strength coffee. Right. <laughs> yes. It's up from that. Uh, several sources suggest, I love how it's like sources. Is this the Adam Schefter of coffee reporting Some here? Sources, coffee makers, Mr. Coffee. Uh, suggest that 400 milligrams of caffeine <laughs> or four cups of coffee are safe for most healthy adults. Four cups. The how four many cups four? is the safe point okay. for most healthy adults. But but we're seasoned coffee drinkers, so we can have yeah, six we've to built up a tolerance. Yeah, so we can have six to eight of normal coffee. What I want to know is who in this building. You know what I think. Thinks the two or three packs is a good idea. I don't know if Judd's about to lose his mind here, but I think kids? I think it's the two o'clock coffee crew who you've complained about before, who come from upstairs, take over our coffee area, okay, stand there and 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 gossip loudly. Why don't, why don't we do this for about fifteen There's minutes every day? Steam pouring out of Judd's ears. He's <laughs> angry. Right now. Can we find this out? Let's offer some free classes. 
Two o'clock every day, Judd Zolgad teaches how to make a pot of coffee. No, no. I'm so thinking young... more, let's do a sting. Let's let's get a camera. Can we get a small camera? I mean, we've got That's small right cameras now, yeah. Right now. Can we get a can we do a coffee sting? I'm down. I'm absolutely down. There's I would a, love to find there's out. There's that desk that's sitting right across from it that you could just sit there and just Peek around the corner, like how many yeah, what bags if you, are they putting in? Yeah, what if you dressed like a beige cubicle wall and you just like <laughs> sat, you know, you sat in the corner? I want to find out who's doing this. And if you're right, if you're right, Rami, I'm. And if you like super strong coffee, fine. But like, there are two carafes over there. You know what I mean? Like swap. Put a sign way, on it. Put some. I love kind, that term. Put some Carafe's kind of something on it to indicate that this is coffee <laughs> not meant for human beings. It just says TNT on it. Just, <laughs> Well, actually, on Saturdays, there there was a, a crew that did that, and they would mark it with a Post-it note. Super strong coffee. In which case, I didn't like it, but yeah. at least I knew at not to take it. Toxic. Yeah. It almost killed Rami. It really did. Oh, man. He thought he was going to throw up and really then drop, keel over. I'm telling you. First two months at Score North, he's going to be dead. Man. I love that. I just love that, like, I love that your gal is already accusing Judd of being a bad influence on you. Yeah, of it's course amazing. you do, because it's not you. <laughs> Man. Here so, I, I have another question here. All right. Back to the Twins for a second. Yes. <clears throat> Why is it, if I think of all the great defensive center fielders, okay, Torrey Hunter was a great defensive center fielder, Jim Edmonds was a great defensive center fielder, as far as I can recall, none of those guys had chronic crash-into-wall problems, right? Mm-hmm. Not that I can recall. It is possible, if you're Byron Buxton, to be a great defensive center fielder and not three times a year go full speed into a wall and knock yourself out of games for periods of time, right? I'm just like, I love Buxton. I've been on the Buxton bandwagon. I think he's going to have a breakout season for his standards. But at some point, can we stop with the, well, that's just how I play thing? Like, what do you mean that's how you play? Just stop running full speed into walls. And what drives me crazy was was he said at Twins Fest, I gained 21 pounds because of the way I like to play and crash into walls. And it's like, Byron, that doesn't correlate. That That doesn't work. Like, if you... You're not making your bones stronger, dude. And it's great that you are a stronger person, but that wall is always going to win. Well, actually, uh, the pregame report, and I'm not like... No, I saw that. Marnie Gellner, who I'm not yeah. ripping at all. We she's played just it. reporting. Okay. Yeah, we played it, and he said, and I don't buy it for one second. But but the problem was he bruised his back, right? Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, when you put on either fat or muscle, unless you put a lot on your back... Your back is still very exposed. This was this was the report from. Well, let's play the highlight and then the report from before the game. Fly ball center field going back is Buxton still going back tracking it. It's up against the wall. Buxton collapses on the warning track. Mondesi rounds second on his way to third. They'll wave him around. And Buxton gained 20 pounds in the offseason, and part of the reason was for plays exactly like that, so that his body could hold up a little bit better if and when he crashed into the center field wall. And Byron said he is absolutely convinced that he would have been injured more in previous seasons when he didn't have the extra bulk in his body and said it for sure would have hurt more. It might have been a, more of a significant injury. Just don't. Just <laughs> don't do it. Does he need like you guys have seen Forrest Gump? <laughs> yeah. Where, <laughs> where, like the crowd in the end zone holds up signs that say stop. Do the, do the twins need to put fans out yes. there that just say stop? Just don't. But you know what? I, I was I was driving back into the station today, listening to Collar, and he was talking to Wetmore about this, and it was unrelated. But in 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 one segment or in one part of the segment, he was talking about. 
Byron Buxton and crashing into walls. And then later in the segment, he started talking about Ken Griffey Jr. And not about crashing into walls, but when he said that, I put two and two together and I was like, Ken Griffey Jr. crashed into a lot of walls. Like that's you brought up um Mike Trout and who is the other Jim guy? Jim Evans and Tory Hunter. Never ran into walls. But Ken Griffey Jr., like outside of Andrew Jones, was maybe the best center fielder I've ever watched play the position. And he crashed into a lot of walls, and it cost him games too. But it's not—he never stopped. I mean, he eventually stopped doing it because he couldn't run as fast as he used to, so he could slow up before he got to the wall better than he did earlier in his career. But it, as as long as he had that speed and athleticism, that was a guy who you couldn't tell don't run into a wall. He was going to do it whether you told him to or not. Gr- uh, Griffey and Tory both suffered, I believe, broken ankles. Because they they were going towards the wall and planted their foot and their ankle broke. But Rami, you had the best point on the twin show today about the Buxton play last night. And this this is where you are one thousand percent right and he's wrong. And, and your point was And this is what I was gonna say about Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. would take great angles to the ball and then either catch it or it would bounce off his glove as he crashed into a wall. What Byron Buxton did last night, he never had a shot at that baseball. He took a terrible angle at it. It went right over his head. It should have been pretty, like, even he said after the game, as soon as it came off the bat, I had made my mind up that I was, I was, I was chasing that thing down. Okay. That, that's the mentality you want when that ball comes off the bat. But I think Byron Buxton is A, athletic enough and B has the baseball IQ to change course as he's watching the trajectory and the speed of that ball and the angle that he took on it and see, oh, you know what? I'm not getting to this one. Let me stand four and a half, five feet away from the wall and play it off the carom, hold him to a double instead of crashing into the wall, hurting myself and leading to an inside-the-park home run. It's also a situation where is it too much to ask a guy to think about the game scenario here? Okay, if you're... If you're down by two runs there, and okay, maybe you go all out because you you want to prevent the run if you can catch it. But if but in that situation, if it's a tie game or a one run game, and you have a chance to just not allow a run, it's such a go for broke play that's unnecessary. But here's another underlying thing that I'd have to go back and watch the play again. But it shouldn't take that long for the left and right fielder to come pick up the ball too. Like for him to hit the. Where was, where, where was Max said, Kepler on Wetmore that play? said Kepler was shaded towards the right field line. Okay. So he was far but away from the play. Then shouldn't, shouldn't one of those dudes, Rosario, be over there in time for that to not be an inside-the-park home run? I know it's a nitpick, and the Twins are 4-1, and one and whatever. I'm just saying. Like, that doesn't have to be an inside-the-park home no, run. No, it didn't, so. but but that's, that is, if the if Buxton makes the right play, it's just a double. Yeah. Like, you just go wait for it to, to bounce off. I just... I don't understand in in game four on April second going for broke completely. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But ultimately, it doesn't matter because it's happening, gentlemen. And if <laughs> and if you're going to with Max Kepler in with, center field with and Ostadio and White, yeah, it just but doesn't matter. Essentially, what I'm saying is, if you're going to risk life and limb running into a wall, do it on a play where you actually have a shot at making the I'm catch, and 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 do it on and take a route to the ball where you actually have a chance at making the catch. Yeah. His whole his whole approach to catching that yesterday was just off and then 
risked injury and got injured, minor injury, obviously. He was back in, in the game today, but risked serious injury for nothing, for nothing, for no, for no chance after that bat, ball came off the bat to catch that baseball. It was totally pointless. By the way, I'm not one to block people on Twitter, really. I used to block people when Twitter first came out. It's uh-huh. like muting is the, is the way to go. I love muting. For all of you guys who keep responding to my It's Happening and other positive twins tweets from today with, <laughs> It's April. Oh, it's just, I'm blocking all of you if you don't pipe down. Okay. Don't take this You're away You're going to block them or, or mute them? It's been a rough year for Minnesota sports, okay? <laughs> I might block them. Just get out of my life. It's April. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, it'll be October pretty soon. Get on the bandwagon now. This is about somebody in particular. <laughs> uh, man, Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the All New Score North. And when we come back, in other news. In other news. It is time for In Other News, middle of the week. We like to take a break from the hard-hitting sports talk we bring you here on Score North. <laughs> like the coffee machine problems we have and uh, people that make huge, really strong coffee. And bring you some of the odd news outside of the world of sports. In Other News. A man stripped naked before boarding his flight to, quote, make himself more aerodynamic. It has been reported footage of the man, 38, whose identity has not been revealed. Keep your pants on, Judd. Shows him standing naked as he nonchalantly waits his turn to board the Ural Airlines flight at Russia's, uh, word I'm not going to try to pronounce, airport in Moscow. The nude intruder was then caught by airport staff as he ran onto the jet bridge and detained by police. One passenger was quoted by TV saying he shouted that he was naked because clothing impairs the aerodynamics of the body. He flies with more agility when undressed. I'm sure he he flies with more agility. You've got to see the pictures of this. He's literally just standing in line to board a flight. What? Butt naked. So, like, middle seat? <laughs> Why is nobody look at people? I like, don't know. People around him are like, yeah, that, yeah, okay, whatever. That just tells you how crazy and weird a place Russia is. That nobody batted an eye at the guy standing completely and totally naked as though nothing is happening as he waits to board a plane. And everybody's just like, oh, yeah. Makes it a quicker process to go through TSA, <laughs> I'm guessing. Doesn't right? have to take off his shoes or anything else. Well... My first thought is that depends if they're suspicious of anything. But. <laughs> yeah, there might still be some search involved. In other news, from Reuters.com here, we actually stick with a Russian theme here, I believe. Mm. Russia and Florida are just, just uh, prime. Oh, wait, for, wait for Arkansas to pop up here. <laughs> Oil and gas tycoon. I'm going to butcher some of these pronunciations. Oil and gas tycoon. Farkhad... Ahmadav sure has ordered uh, was ordered to pay about forty percent of his fortune to his former wife Tatiana Ahmadova <laughs> by London's High Court in 2016 in one of the, one of the largest divorce settlements in legal history. Uh, Ahmadov failed to pay the 453 million pound, which is almost 600 million dollar divorce bill. And the London court granted a worldwide freezing order under which his super yacht, Luna, was impounded in Dubai. They took his near half billion dollar super yacht and impounded it in Dubai. 
I'm going to stop reading the story there because it doesn't really matter the rest of the story. <laughs> right. I just want to tell you guys what the features are of a half billion dollar yacht. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. There's a Wikipedia page for this yacht specifically. It's called, again, the Luna. And I don't know when it was created here. Sometime, looks like maybe 2014 or something. Mm-hmm. It features 10 VIP guest cabins over 100 square meters each, a 20-meter outdoor swimming pool, nine decks, a large outdoor entertaining area, and it has eight tenders. I don't even know what a tender is. Uh, a mini submarine inside of it and a crew of 50 what? persons. Wait, did you say nine? A mini submarine? Inside the yacht, And yes. nine decks? Nine decks, yes. That's not all. Uh, the only multi-purpose custom-made lifeboats and limousine in the world that cost over $4 million each, each capable of acting as VIP transport and being lifeboats all at the same time. It's fitted with an anti-missile system. The limousine system. is a lifeboat? Wait, is that what you're telling me? Multiple, yes. The limousine is a lifeboat. Correct. That's straight up James Bond stuff. It is. Yeah, what's that 70s James Bond movie where... I would know. The, is it The Spy Who Loved Me? Yeah, you've never seen a Bond movie. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Where they drive the car into the ocean. Yeah, it's the Wisconsin Dells Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Luna is fitted with an anti-missile system. What? And all windows are bulletproof with VR9 plus levels. This does not sound real. Well, it's a half billion dollar yeah, yacht. So yeah. you got to spend an that anti- half billion somewhere. But why would you need somewhere. an anti-missile system? It has two helipads. Going to war. Two helipads. Oh, that's not surprising. And uh, let's see, four stabilizers with two quantum stabilizers and two fin stabilizers. That's too many stabilizers. I'm assuming that's something to keep the boat upright. That's all I can. That's far too many stabilizers. That's all I can extract from that. So hold on a second. Let's go back to the. There's more, by the way. To the car, the limo. So this thing is what again? It's a. It can basically. They have they have multi-purpose custom-made lifeboats slash limousine. I'm assuming it's like a boat limousine of some kind. I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. I don't I don't roll See, with, you know, with people who have boats like this. When we talk about these big contracts and professional sports and Phil is like, you know, you got forty million dollars. What do you what do you need with seventy million dollars? What's what's that? You'll never spend that extra thirty million dollars. The hell you won't. <laughs> I have a mini submarine yeah, on my yeah, super you yacht and limousines that are also escape rafts. That Okuna contract's not gonna get you this. Exactly. No, believe you I need a second helipad. Yes, exactly. There's also a 1 million liter fuel tank, which is over 1,000 tons of fuel, enabling a cruise of over 9,000, what's NM? Nautical miles? Is that what that stands sure, for? Sure, yeah. Like me no being all, yeah. all boating Nautical here. miles, wow. yeah. Right. At, an economic, at, at economical speeds of 16 to 18 knots. And this dude's getting divorced? Here's what and, I want. And that's why he lost. Take your wife, you and your wife get on this thing. You would never have to see each other again. Here's what I want. By the way, he is a Russian billionaire. So okay, what I don't understand is, so this guy gets a divorce. Oh, so the guy who the guy who had it before is a Russian billionaire. Oh, okay. Yeah. This guy gets a divorce, doesn't pay his alimony, and they there's a worldwide freeze on his assets, including his super yacht. That Syrian billionaire who has the same name as me, nothing happened to him except I got rejected from my apartment. That, in, up, in Uptown. In, in Uptown, <laughs> well, Minneapolis. No, no, let's start with PayPal. When you melted down on PayPal. Well, I mean, let's not. When they rejected you first, we have not to, knowing why they rejected you. We have to revisit. And my, I'm a bad influence on you. That's what I love. <laughs> and I'm the bad influence. Rami's phone rings. You're a racist. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the Grubhub driver. Your food's ready.
Two Arkansas men have been arrested on suspicion of aggravated assault after police say they shot each other while taking turns wearing a bulletproof vest. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Read that. Read that. <laughs> Two Arkansas men have been arrested on suspicion of aggravated assault after police say they shot each other while taking turns wearing a bulletproof vest. It gets better. That's not assault, though. They vol- they both volunteered. They both consented to this arrangement. Three more paragraphs, and it gets way better. <laughs> the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, which is the longest newspaper name I've ever heard in my life, reports that 50-year-old Charles Ferris and 36-year-old Christopher Hicks were arrested Monday. A police affidavit David said the two men are neighbors and were drinking on a deck Sunday when Ferris told Hicks to shoot him with a 22 caliber rifle while Ferris wore the vest. The affidavit says the shot left a red mark on Ferris's chest and that he was angry because it hurt. The affidavit says Hicks then put on the vest and Ferris in quotations, unloaded the clip into his bag, causing bruises, but no serious injuries. You know what we call this if those two guys were to both be dead? Natural selection. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we should arrest people or stop them from doing this. This is is nature working things out. That's all that this is. So if you've ever think you've done something dumb while drinking, you really haven't. In other news. All right, in other news, here's a story out of uh, China. A woman who has not been identified had requested a paternity test with her partner last year so that they could formally put their twin boys, you got a twins theme going on here, on the city's household register. But they were in for a shock when the test results reportedly showed, you guys tell me if you knew that this was possible, because I did not know that this was possible, that one of the boys did not belong to the dad. According to reports in the Fujian Daily newspaper, the woman's partner had long wondered why his twins did not look alike and why one of them had different eyes, mouth, and nose and did not resemble him in any way. However, he never considered the possibility that he was not their father, reports added. So one of the twins is the the dad, or who they thought was the dad of both, and the other one is has a different father. Why? Yeah, I never knew that was possible. So if okay, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna talk this out for a There's second. There's an explanation okay? here if you want. Oh, it. can I guess? Yeah. Well, no. Get let's get to the explanation. <laughs> okay, the paternity okay. test findings carried out by Chinese word I'm not going to try to pronunciate uh, in East China's Fujian province caused a rift between the couple, with the wife allegedly accusing her husband of tampering with the results. However, she eventually admitted that she had a one night stand with another man. News of the rare case of super fecundation. When two eggs are fertilized during the same cycle by two fathers was made public. That's what, yeah. By Authentications uh, Center's director, Zhang. Zhang so that, that's what I was going to say. Like, if, so let's say, uh, t- you know, on uh, January 3rd. Yeah, they said it had to have happened within hours or days of being first impregnated okay. by her husband. And then a couple, you know, 24 hours later, you hook up with. So mistress guy, are, hold on. Mis- mistress is the wrong word there, but you get what I'm saying. So are they are they technically then paternal twins, or they're not even that? And it's like two simultaneous pregnancies. I think it's two simultaneous pregnancies. Like it's two eggs that were both fertilized by you know what different this is, guys, boys. This is another reason why this whole DNA kit thing. I want no part of it. <laughs> I actually just got one in the mail from Ancestry.com. Like you took. The are test? you doing it? Yeah, I think it's a saliva one. Yeah. I just want to find it's it's more to find out like what your yeah, heritage uh, uh, is. Uh 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 no interest. 
And, well, and don't you want to know? And this is where the government now is putting you mm. into the system, yep. and they're going to find they out. Can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I wouldn't go near it. And wait, I'm what serious. can they? Well, they the can gov- do what? If the government wants, I believe if they need DNA. Oh, so like if, so so if they I, can go to these companies, they do, and they can request it. So if I murder somebody it. and I'm yeah. trying to get off the hook, I'm in trouble because I did ancestry.com. They're getting, DNA they're getting yeah. people, they're getting people who got away with murder years ago on this very thing. So you're worried that if you eventually commit a heinous crime, eventually. that I don't have any interest in finding out <laughs> anything I don't know. <laughs> oh, what? I don't want to find out anything. I, everything ignorant. Everything I believe, I'm going to continue to believe until I'm dead. And then maybe I'll find out it was wrong. In other news, you can guess which state this is from. Florida. Palm Beach County, Florida. Cool. I don't even know if it needs to be read beyond the first sentence, but... A man in West Boynton Beach is accused of attacking his mother... After she refused to dress his mannequin. <laughs> well, no, you got to read more now because now I'm, cu- I'm curious. What? Why did he have a mannequin? You I mean, act like you've never been upset about that before. <laughs> Jonathan's been there before. <laughs> According to a Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office arrest report, deputies. <laughs> Deputies on Monday night responded to a home on Great Falls Circle for a domestic disturbance. A woman said her 73-year-old neighbor was bleeding from the face and being chased by her son, later identified as 40-year-old Michael Dankner. The woman told the police she heard her neighbor scream, help, he's going to kill me, which prompted her to call authorities. The victim told the responding deputy that she and her son were in the backyard when Dankner asked her to dress his mannequin, but she refused. (laughs) The report says this caused Dankner to stand in in the screen doorway, preventing his mother from getting back inside their home. The victim then pushed the mannequin down on the ground and ran inside the house. Oh, you see, she assaulted the mannequin first. Went one step too far, pushing that mannequin down. Dankner followed her and the fight ensued. Reports say he picked up a small stool and struck his mom's head. Jesus. He's also accused of grabbing small dumplings made for dinner and started to shove them into her mouth. <laughs> wait, wait, what? 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 <laughs> What's the point of that? The neighbor told the Where police. Where are some dumplings? <laughs> the neighbor told the police that Dankner suffers from bipolar disorder and has frequent violent outbursts. Okay. Yeah, that's burying um, the lead in the 19th century. Yeah, really? That's sort of sad, but the dumpling angle really interests me. <laughs> Don't waste good dumplings is the moral Rami, of the story. Rami, do, do you have one more? I, I do have one more. I, f- I felt like the, th- the two guys trying to wear a vest and shoot themselves was really my highlight today. So uh, Snoop Dogg and Matthew McConaughey are apparently making a movie together. And you can guess where this story is going. So Matthew McConaughey says when he first got to the set, they had a bunch of fake blunts and joints rolled up. And I'm like, oh, no, who is that for? That's not for me, Snoop said. Uh, that was supposed to be me, McConaughey chimed in. So he showed up that night. He knows the scene, has the prop guy on the set, says, look, I got my prop joints, which are oregano. I talk to Snoop. I say, these are my prop joints, oregano. So all of a sudden, we do the scene, and it's about an eight-minute take. It's not a long take if you're passing a joint back and forth, and you're smoking hardcore to the heels of your feet. So the scene goes on, and right after the scene, I just feel like, man, I'm not sure that was a prop. And Snoop goes, yo, Moondog, that wasn't prop weed, that was Snoop weed. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Noop weed. McConaughey says, okay, man, buckle up, because here we go. He says he didn't say another word of English the rest of the night. <laughs> Snoop Dogg said McConaughey rapped for 13 hours straight upon smoking the Snoop weed. <laughs> There's got to be video of Matthew McConaughey. Was, this would be, yes, this would be fantastic. Was he behind True the wheel detect- of a Lincoln SUV? <laughs> That's what I want to know. True Detective Season 4, we know what it's about now. <laughs> that would explain those Lincoln commercials, because he's just talking a bunch of nonsense. So it's like playing pool and driving yeah, the, the one where he's playing pool, that's I don't really oddest, get that. That's the oddest commercial I've ever seen. And then like he's talking to friends, and, and then he goes downstairs and he alone, leaves. and he's like playing pool, and they come down and sort of admiringly watch him, and it's sort of odd, but then he gets in the car and just drives away. Just leaves. What's the point? And I was like, I get the sense from watching that commercial that it's his party, and he's just leaving. I can't figure it out. It doesn't make me want to buy a car, but that's just me. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like inadvertently smoke? Because, you know, Snoop isn't messing around with like some lightweight stuff. Like unexpectedly, inadvertently smoking some Snoop weed. Like when you were not expecting it. Coming out of it nine days later. You got to change your plans for like two days after that, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Like just cancel everything. Yep. You're done. That was In Other News with Mackie and Judd and Rummy on Score North. And uh, TCL, if you want to, if you want to watch Matthew McConaughey movies, you can find a bunch of them on various TCL platforms. We got Netflix in there, Hulu, and TCL is helping us roll out the red carpet on Saturday night, this upcoming Saturday, April sixth. You can join TCL and Score North for the grand opening of the TCL Esports Lounge at Top Golf. A fun night full of basketball, games, and golf, all benefiting the Ronald McDonald House. Your ticket gives you exclusive access to the eSports Lounge, uh, the TCL eSports Lounge. Drinks, complimentary open golf, video game play, and more. You can hang out with Josh Akogi, John Randall, Corey Kosky. Uh, silent auction items, autographed Timberwolves memorabilia, a top golf party, a 65-inch TCL TV. It's this Saturday, April 6th. Again, benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. Limited tickets available. Details online at tclusa.com slash madparty. That's tclusa.com slash madparty. Or go to scorenorth.com, enter keyword TCL. We wrap with Roycey next. Mackie and Judd with Rami. I'm Rami along with Phil Mackie, Judd Zulgad, and it is time now to wrap with Roycey. Patrick, how are you this evening, sir? Gentlemen, guess who has just won two straight in Yankee Stadium? A two-to-one victory today. Uh, there was a ball hit up the middle that would have scored the tying run, and it hit Aaron Judge, preventing the run from scoring. And this team held on to win two-to-one uh, to win their second straight. Old uh, Guardy. Yankee Stadium. Ron Gardner's luck has finally changed in the Yankee Stadium. A little too late for the Twins, but uh, it has changed. Nonetheless, and by the way, the Yankees have lost four straight at home to the Orioles, followed by the Tigers. uh, uh, They got about half their team. I was going to say, the Bombers are decimated, Patrick. That's the problem right now. Well, they can't beat Cody, baby. We knew that was going to happen eventually. It just just took uh, 2004, uh, whatever, 15 years should uh, it took 15 years. Hey Patrick, should Byron Buxton stop crashing into walls? Uh, 
muscle actually protected him from injury? Well, I don't have any other theories. So, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's good. And by the way, it's not 21 pounds. He's BSing you. But I'd say 12, 13, maybe. Uh, being a pretty, uh, pretty good judge of weight. I, 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 <laughs> I'm a pretty good judge of weight. So, but uh, I was very feeling very bad that I wasn't near a computer. wasn't in the situation to tweet when Ostadia hit into the double play the first time because I was going to uh, tweet out for our followers. I don't know why Baldelli didn't use Castro to hit for Ostadia right then. I thought that could have uh, agitated us. Yeah, it could have been. That could have well. been good. <laughs> I thought we could have blown that one up. But, uh, did you see? So did you he, see? He might have been hot. He might have been. The, he might be leading the major leagues in. Uh, Hitting, but he also made four outs in his last two at bats. Here, our guy. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you see Eddie Rosario tick off that uh, that random reliever in the middle innings there for the Royals? No, I missed that. So what it happened? was it was a three ball count. And I, by the way, I love this Twins team. I think I think they've got as I told these they've got grapefruits. They've got guys like Nelson Cruz and Astadio. They got personality. And Rosario standing in the left handed batter's box with a three ball count. As soon as the ball was out of the pitcher's hand, he flips his bat across home plate and starts jogging to first base as the ball was en route to home plate. And the ball, yeah, yeah, the ball was off the was, plate, so it was. That was a bit of a hot dog move. I, I never, I can't remember ever seeing that. Yeah, got into a jawing yeah. match with the pitcher. And they didn't uh, throw at him later in the game, though. Huh? Now he if came back around. Been, they didn't throw at him. No. If it would have been manager for Antona, they would have drilled him, right? Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, I see uh, Terry uh, Franzono signed on for two more years uh, with the newly cheap Cleveland Indians. So, uh, he got a contract through 2020. He decided to take the deal, I guess. So, He's a glutton for punishment. I have no idea why you do that. Well, probably, the, you know, they're not, they got a lot of money to pay him because they're not spending it even on their players. But yes, this, these have been two nice victories because last night they played about as ugly as you could possibly play. They couldn't get a big hit. They left, what, 12, 13 guys on base, and the game was just dragging. And today they weren't exactly a picture painting either, but they, uh, you know, they come back and uh, they win both games. So that's, uh, that's a, uh, that's a good sign, sure. You got, you know, you got to, you know, four and one's uh, better than some of the stars they have. What year did they start? Oh, and nine. That uh, fifteen, boy. What? That yeah, that was, that, that was 15, a little longer yeah. ago than that, but it's somewhere. That, in there. that ended up being uh, that ended up being one hundred and three losses. So you might as well win a few early yeah. and give yourself some uh, confidence. Pat, I'll admit I didn't watch a lot of Blake Parker in spring training or with the Angels, and so I was I don't know. I was just kind of wondering what what the deal was with him. Uh, some of the stuff he's been throwing the last couple of days that drops off the table. He's got a couple pitches. I see. What, I see what they saw in him. He's got the splitty. Uh, he, uh, you know, 
he makes you a little nervous because he's all twitchy and he makes you twitchy too. But uh, he's a he's a weird dude, by the way, too. Uh, you can just see the way he conducts himself in the clubhouse. That he's a little strange. He's got some serious tattoos. He's uh, both arms and uh, he's uh, he's well tatted up and uh, he's uh, you can just kind of a kind of a big personality in the uh, clubhouse for a guy who's really not accomplished much in his career. But uh, that's okay. Hey, we actually have some breaking Gopher basketball news right now that just came out. All right, from the this does warrant. Patino takes the job at UCLA. Close. Jelly fam coming back? No. No, this is Star Tribune just sent this tweet out, and there's a link to a story from Marcus Fuller. Source says Gophers guard Amir Coffey will hire an agent and declare for the NBA draft. The mm. door is still open for him to return for his senior season. Yeah. But obviously, if he if he hires an agent, that's the door is then closed. Uh, right, or is that not true? Can you hire no, an agent no, now? No, I think you can still uh, you can still have the agent go and uh, check and see if... Uh, Check and see if uh, there's a market for you. If you're going to be a first rounder, I would bet he's going to play for the Gophers next season. I don't think he's a yep. first rounder. I don't think he'll get taken in the first round. Unless he wants yeah. to go play in Europe, he might go play in Europe for a couple of years. I don't know. Maybe you know. Sometimes guys just get sick of it. They get senioritis, and they, they you know. But I, I don't. I would think it's not more than fifty fifty that. Uh, that uh, he won't be back next year. Uh, I, I don't think he's a first-rounder. But, you know, sometimes when you get to that last eight or nine in the NBA draft, it, they start taking guys from Lithuania who aren't even that good in Lithuania. Like one of the ball kids? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it also probably depends upon how many of the Duke freshmen declare whether he goes to the first round or not. Uh, if they all bail, then... Uh, then uh, maybe, but I, I'm not. Are you surprised? I'm not all that surprised. No, in fact, now now that the, the, the agent thing, now that you can you can hire an agent, so I, this is probably less of a headline and just going to be a more common thing with the new rules this year to hire an agent and kind of sniff around. I I would think he enrolled in college thinking that he wouldn't spend four years in college in the, at the University of Minnesota. I I think he probably thought his career would have accelerated a little more than it did and and certainly he's coming off the best month of his career so maybe he can uh, Where does he play though? He's got to be a 6-7 off guard, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm with you. He, he should come back. Not the You're world right. not the world's greatest shooter. No. So. Yeah. Uh, I think he's uh, I think he's a European player. Yeah, he'll make he'll make a good 12 15 year living if he wants in Europe if he uh, doesn't make it. Pat, we're up against the clock. We got to run, but if people missed the debut of Roycey on baseball last night, you can find it in our Score North Twins shows podcast feed. Buster Only was great. You and Manny were great. Uh, good first episode, and people can subscribe if they uh, missed it last night. All right, sir. Talk to you. See you, Pat. See ya. Yeah, Thanks, that's Pat. A, a worth a listen. Our, our, just a cheap plug for our twin show lineup. We've got five twin shows a week. The Score North Twin Show. Uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays, you can find it at 1 o'clock on Score North on 1500. Tuesdays is Roycey on Baseball at 6 o'clock. Thursdays at 1 o'clock is Glenn Perkins on Baseball. And then Five Thoughts on Fridays, all available on the Score North Twins Show's podcast feed. So also, you, get, you guys did an episode today. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. During the Twins game. A lot of debate, a lot of fighting. Hot takes, nerdy baseball stuff. We got it all covered for you. Nice. Yeah. Although, although not as as bad as when I actually brought up pitch framing in hour one of this show, and I praise Mitch Garver for pitch framing <laughs> one pitch.
Yeah, I'm that, surprised that, that didn't was come the, up on the Twitch That show. was the nerdiest yeah. thing I did. No, he hadn't done it yet. Oh, that's right. He yeah, did it later in the right. game. In fact, if you missed the Score North Twin Show from today, you can hear it next on Score North on 1500. Oh, cool. It's the magic of Never radio. Never enough Rami and Judd, can I'm going to listen to that on the way home. <laughs> I hear those guys are good. And uh, another uh, another plug for Friday, noon to 6 o'clock at Dayblock downtown. Score North will be live for six hours. See you guys tomorrow. Zolgad, um, I'll talk to you later.